All right, welcome back, everybody, to the latest and greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, is Caleb. Caleb, what is going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, surviving the weird off season because <laughs> I really did not like college football in 2020, <laughs> and so I'm kind of like not sure if I'm excited to anticipate 2021 yet or not but uh, I think everybody listening to this podcast probably feels the same way yeah like <laughs> I, I'm a little torn because like I care about how Michigan football does but at the same time I've always just loved college football in general but college football overall as a whole in 2020 was just like a dumpster fire so I have to imagine it's going to be better in 2021 eh, we'll see kind of see how that goes <laughs> Hopefully, but then the, the NFL uh, continued pretty strong. So if college football fails, the NFL will hopefully hold over. It is a weird, weird time for football in the state of Michigan because I think this is the first time in my entire life where I felt more um, optimistic about the Lions than I do Michigan. <laughs> That's sad. That is very sad. <laughs> oh. I just I feel like Michigan's stuck in a rut and the Lions are at least admitting that they're terrible. Yeah. What well, well what's even worse too is that it's not even like the Lions are good. <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be one thing if the Lions were just like all of a sudden, you know, playing with a bunch of good players and things like that. It's just like, no, the Lions are building. Yeah, they're in a rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still more optimistic about it. Exactly. Where Michigan um just Gets good players, but they don't ever do anything with them. And the draft kind of showed that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the draft, do you want to dive right in? Sure. I'll jump into the, the Michigan players. So yeah. uh, nothing too deep here to, you know, talk about how everything's going to go. But uh, to do a recap of what happened in the draft for the Michigan Wolverine players, uh, things did kick off in the first round. Uh, Quiddy Pay went uh, number 21 overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, next up, uh, skip the second round, and we get to the third round. And at the 68th pick, uh, Jalen Mayfield went to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and then my man, Nico <laughs> Collins, third round, 89th overall to the Houston Texans. I hope they get a good QB. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Otherwise, his professional career is going to go like his college career where he is underutilized. I would be completely and utterly shocked if um, Deshaun Watson plays next year. At all or for Houston? At all. Okay. Did you Do you know all the stuff going on with him? I, I know a decent amount i mean i'm i would be shocked if he went to if he played for houston i didn't know it would be to the point of shocked if he plays at all yeah he's been accused of like sexual misconduct and like rape from tons of women oh, okay so it's so gotten bigger yeah, than he, he's likely probably not even gonna play okay <laughs> they did draft davis mills from stanford with their first pick but their first pick was in like the third round, I think. 
So because they they have an idiot GM that traded all their picks away. <laughs> but, uh, that's a good start. But yeah, either way, I think Nico will do good. Yeah. I'm excited to watch him play. So, um, and then uh, again in the third round, we have Ambry Thomas, uh, the 102 spot, going to the San Francisco 49ers, getting on a good defense there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we skip the fourth and go to the fifth round, and at the 177th spot, Cam McGrone went to the New England Patriots. Uh, they seem to like uh, the Wolverines over there in yeah, they do. Patriotville. And then uh, Ben Mason found his way into the fifth round at 184, and he went to the Baltimore Ravens, gets to hang out with another Harbaugh. Uh, Chris Evans in the sixth went at 202 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cameron Cheeseman uh, was in the sixth at 225 and went to the Washington football team. So those were the eight draft picks. And then, so they had 11 eligible players, Michigan did. Eight of them got drafted. And then the final three were signed as free agents. Uh, quickly scooped, pretty quickly scooped up were Nick Eubanks to Dallas and Carlo Kemp to the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but it was a little while later that uh, Nordeen eventually signed with the New England Patriots. Yeah, it was, it was earlier today. Okay. Which we're recording on Thursday. Yeah. So kind of surprised. <laughs> He'll probably be there for like a cup of coffee and then they'll let him go. They probably just want to see, you know, because he's got such a strong leg. They probably just want to see what he's got. Well, and if he's... It could be one of those things too, where maybe they want to carry two guys where one just does kickoffs. And he could do that. Potentially, yeah. I mean, it could be one of those things where Michigan is uh, great at giving good players to the NFL, to the NFL where they actually do something in the NFL and... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting thing I saw. I don't know if you're going to bring it up. Um, I think Michigan was tied for third for the most players drafted from the okay. school. And so, they, like you said, they had eight players drafted. Mm-hmm. I think only Ohio State and uh, Alabama had more. Huh. Michigan State had zero, and they still beat us. <laughs> Yep. Oh, yeah, that's coaching we, right there. Oh yeah, we uh, we chatted about that a little bit. Yep, Michigan State and Rutgers were the only two Big Ten schools that had zero <laughs> draft picks. Uh, I I I thought for sure Shakur Brown would get picked at least like in the seventh round. Nope. He's, he ran kind of slow, so maybe yeah. there were some character concerns. I don't know. I mean, he went to Michigan State. There's always character concerns. Yeah, well, but, there's concerns with the Michigan football program as a whole. So, <laughs> uh, coaching, I guess. Uh, but anyway, so uh, kind of just a few quick comments, um, and g- you can uh, jump in and give your feedback too. But uh, some things that surprised me um, is Ben Mason 
Not that he got drafted, but that he got drafted as high as the fifth round. Yeah, that was a little surprising. Yeah, considering how limited his involvement was, especially uh, the last couple seasons. Uh, I mean, because he he was a tank for Michigan for a while, but then mm-hmm. they kind of uh, moved away from using him. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a football guy. So if he gets in the right system and in the right position, I'm sure he'll do uh, he'll do well. Yeah, I think. Some of it is, is you know, the Ravens like to run the ball. Mm-hmm. But even just with their quarterback, I mean, they got uh, Lamar. So um, I think that's some of the reason, too. And then you got teams like the Niners that use the the fullback a lot. I can never pronounce the guy's name. I think it's Jusick or something like that. Cusick? Something like that, the big white guy. Yeah. <laughs> they use him a lot, you know throw the ball to him out of the backfield and everything. And, you know, Mason can do that kind of stuff. He showed a lot of athleticism at Michigan. He was just kind of underutilized in the offense. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, Ravens are one of those teams that can kind of just take a flyer on a guy in the fifth because they're already a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they've got things going for them. So uh, I think – so it was surprising that Cheeseman went in the sixth round uh, a little bit to see a long snapper uh, taken. But honestly, I'm more surprised by Chris Evans. Uh, nothing against the guy. I just still don't understand. Like, I mean, I knew I, you would be drafted. Yeah. But I mean, I was kind of expecting seventh round. I mean, Sixth round is still, you know, later in the drafts, but I don't know, like the time he was away from Michigan football and then not much happening in 2020. I just, I, I'm not doubting on the guy. I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, you know, the Bengals wasted their draft pick and Evans isn't going to do anything. I, I just personally, and I'm not, not uh, anyone working in uh, the NFL or for a team or anything. I personally don't see it. So yeah, I I never saw NFL quality running back in him. Mm-hmm. I always thought he would make a better slot receiver. Maybe, maybe that's what they'll do with him. Maybe, but they're kind of stacked at receiver now since they took uh, Chase. But I think more surprising than that and even more surprising than the cheese man being taken was there was two long snappers drafted. <laughs> the, the Panthers drafted one before – Cheeseman got taken. That uh, that I did not catch. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it blew my mind because I was looking at the results because I watched, you know, day or night one and night two of the draft, and then I kind of just followed day three in my phone. Mm-hmm. Just want to see where guys landed and see what the Lions got, but yeah, it blew my mind that there was two long snappers taken and a kicker. Uh, I guess, yeah, it's like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Quinn Nordini didn't get drafted. We we were blindsided with one of those. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of all I got for the Michigan guys. I mean, like I said, I wasn't going to go uh, too <clears throat> in-depth with it, just basic reactions and everything. I guess we're going to see what happens for them in 2021. So. So and get on the Lions side of it here. Woot woot. 
So Lions had kind of an interesting draft and it kind of surprised me as we were going. Um, so with pick seven, they took uh, Panay Sewell, which, you know, at the time I was like, eh, I wasn't too crazy about it. But, you know, anytime that you can get the best um, tackle in the draft at the seventh pick, I mean, that's kind of a steal. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people were raving about him, you know, saying, you know, his athletic ability and then he's got the chance to, you know, he's got so much ability and so much like talent that he has a chance to even, you know, be a, end up being a hall of fame player. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of one of those generational guys that he falls in your lap. You have to take him. Mm-hmm. Uh and I was like, okay, well, we're going offensive line in the first round. I was like, so second round, I'll probably take a wide receiver or a linebacker. No, in the second round, <laughs> we ended up taking a defensive tackle from Washington, Levi Onzerike, which I'll never be able to spell that guy's name. And the only reason I could say it is because I heard him call it at the draft. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought we were kind of going to be decently set on the defensive line especially at tackle because of some of the free agency moves we made Mm -hmm. but I I guess they're pretty high on him Uh, he is another guy that's kind of athletic for his size uh, has some pass rush ability and he like the guy like explodes off the ball and he's a super tough guy, super competitive, high motor guy. So definitely fits into the plans that Dan Campbell has for the team. You know, he wants those scrappy, tough guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the hard workers never give up kind of guys. So and actually, did you see any of the quotes from Anzarike? Uh No, I did not. That he, likes, he just likes to F guys up, he said. <laughs> he said he just loves to get out there and hit people so yeah. anytime we got a guy with that kind of mindset that's a that's a good good thing uh, so round three the Lions took another defensive tackle with Aleem McNeil from NC State which was a guy that I liked um, big guy he's nose tackle um, you know over 300 pounds but he's like pretty athletic and he has some good speed to him for his size um, but at the same time the guy that went after him was the guy that I was really high on which was Milton Williams who plays the same position from Louisiana Tech and he's got more of a, a pass rush ability and the man I've been saying it for years ever since we started covering the Lions on this podcast that the Lions just never have a pass rush, and it's annoying. But, you know, they seem to think that this guy, too, can maybe help out with that. And he's great against a run, so. You know, de- they definitely started building, like, the right way. They'll go into the trenches, offensive, defensive line. So, you know, I couldn't really complain about that too much. I guess it kind of confused me taking back-to-back defensive tackles. But I don't know. That's why they're making the big money and I just do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So then 
um, the other third round pick came in and they picked Ifitu Melanfanwu from Syracuse. He's a corner. And at this point, I was like, are we ever going to, are we even going to pick a wide receiver? <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, are you going to roll with everybody's, like these leftovers that we picked up? You know, because the current wide receiver core right now for the Lions is Tyrell Williams, who was injured all last season. Rashad Perriman, who was like wide receiver three for the Jets. Um, and his, his dad actually used to play for the Lions back in the 90s with, with Barry. Uh, he was pretty good. And then they've got Quintez Cephas, who was a rookie last year, and he was like the fourth receiver on the team. And um, Damian Ratley, who I never even heard of until they signed him. <laughs> and then there's like two other guys that I – I just, their names escape me right now. And I'm like, we're really going to roll with like a bunch of wide receiver four and threes. But uh, Melon Fanwu, he's got decent size. He's athletic, um, kind of a raw talent. So I'm not even sure if they're going to talk about playing him at corner or if they're going to move him to safety. Uh, his brother was actually in the draft a few years ago. Uh, he was taken by the Raiders in the second round. His name is Obi Melanfanwu. And he kind of busted. Like, he got cut by the Raiders after, like, a second season. And then he's kind of bounced around the league a little bit. So hopefully Ifitu is better than him. Uh, but that has remained to be seen. And then in the fourth round, the Lions did something interesting. They traded their fifth round pick and a pick next year to move up and to get back to back fourth rounders. Uh, with the first one, they took Amon Rossi Brown wide receiver from USC, which I was happy. They finally took a receiver, but I don't really know too much about St. Brown other than his brother plays for the Packers. Um, and talk about um, strange names. You got Amon Ra and Equinemius St. Brown. <laughs> but uh, I guess you know St. Brown is pretty solid in the slot I hear I, you know, I haven't really seen too much about him or read too much about him but from everything I'm seeing that they nobody's really expecting him to be there in the fourth round oh come on you don't get paid for this you're supposed to know everything right <laughs> then with their next four uh, Next fourth round pick, the pick right after this one, they took Derek Brown or Derek Barnes, I mean, um, linebacker from Purdue. And him I knew a little bit more about. He's pretty athletic, he's fast, not the greatest in coverage, but he's really good against the run and has good instincts. Um little undersized, I believe he's only like six foot tall. But I don't know, that, that really doesn't mean too much anymore in the NFL. You got a lot of kind of uh, shorter and some slimmer linebackers in the league now. It's kind of changed. It's all about speed. And he definitely does have the speed to play. Uh, he's played inside and outside. And I think today they announced that he's going to be playing an inside linebacker for the Lions. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. And then they had a, with that trade with the Browns, they also gained a seventh round pick. So in the seventh round, they had like 
I think the fourth to the last pick, they took Jamar Johnson running back from Oregon State. And this is one that really confused me. Uh, it made sense, especially with news we got this week, but I'll get into that. Um, I was thinking, you know, we got DeAndre Swift, who's pretty good, and he's a second-year running back. They just signed Jamal Williams, who's a solid running back. You got on Johnson, who's still pretty decent. Like, where is this guy going to fit in? Then, what was it, Wednesday, that they announced that they cut on Johnson? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> kind of makes sense now. And a lot of people are saying this is one of the steals of the draft. People were expecting him to go in, like, the fourth round, and he was still there at the end of the seventh. Um, I've watched some tape on him. He's got really great vision. He's not, like, the fastest guy, and he's not really, like, a big, like, bruising running back. Mm-hmm. He does have the ability, like, to break some tackles. Um, he's decent in pass blocking. Maybe not the most natural receiver, and that needs some work. But his running style is kind of like he finds the hole, makes the cut, goes in, and he's he just runs hard. He's not going to be super flashy, more like uh, DeAndre Swift is. But, you know, if he can be effective, that can have a pretty good running back stable. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, those were the draft picks. They also had some undrafted free agents. And I'll just kind of run through these two. Um, most of them I don't really know who they are. <laughs> That's easily kind of happens. So they have grabbed two running backs. They grabbed Rakeem Boyd from Arkansas and Diedrich Mills from Nebraska. Mills I've actually heard of, you know, Big Ten running back. Uh, and they got a trio of wide receivers, Jonathan Adams Jr. for Arkansas State who was one of the top five receivers in yardage, I think, last year. Hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure why he wasn't drafted, unless it's just like, you know, speed, athletic ability isn't as high as some other guys. Yeah. Um, Javon McKinley, wide receiver from Notre Dame. Don't really know much about him. Uh, and the last one they got was Sage Surratt, who was brother was drafted earlier um his brother's Chaz Surratt from North Carolina uh Sage went to Wake Forest he's got good size but dude he ran like a 4-8 which is kind of slow I mean if he can just be like a red zone guy yeah I was just gonna say red zone (laughs) yeah just kind of throw it up to him I believe he's like 6'2 and like 215 pounds so he's got some decent size to him but yeah, you have to time his 40-yard dash of the sundial. Uh, along with the wide receivers, they got uh, two tight ends. They got Brock Wright from Notre Dame and Jake Hausman from Ohio State. Uh, don't know anything about either one of those guys. They're, being, they're going to be depth pieces, practice squad guys, so whatever. Mm. Uh, guard from Notre Dame, Tommy Kramer, who's a guy that um, – I thought it was a decent ad. I watched a little bit on him. He's, he is a little undersized. He's got kind of short arms, which isn't really good for an offensive lineman, but maybe he can turn into a decent depth guy. Uh, they grabbed a center from Kentucky named Drake Jackson, which is funny because when it popped up, it said Drake Johnson. And then I saw there was two centers on the list from Kentucky, both named Drake, but one was Jackson, one was Johnson. And then I found out that 
when it was reported, they did the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> so it is indeed Jackson. Uh, they grabbed another linebacker, which is Tavante Beckett from Marshall. Uh, I guess he was like a tackling machine at Marshall. Huh. Like over 100 tackles like in multiple seasons. He's kind of small. I think he's only like 5'10", 5'11", something like that. But you know, getting all his tackles, it's he's obviously got a nose for the ball um, and good instincts. So you know, yeah, maybe he'll stick somewhere, but we'll see. I wonder what the players that they're looking for, you know, those scrappy guys. Um, I mean, sounds like that kind of player could fit in well. So Yeah. Uh, they grabbed a safety, D'Angelo Amos from Virginia. Uh, you can play safety and corner. So nice versatility there. You know, a lot of these guys probably aren't going to stick around, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, they got two corners, Jerry Jacobs from Arkansas and A.J. Parker from Kansas State. Don't know either one of those guys, so we'll see. That is all I really have. But interesting, interesting draft. Um, it's, it's weird because it – watch a lot of YouTube channels that talk about the draft, um, read a lot of articles and stuff. And a lot of them are giving the lions like major props for who they picked. And then others are saying they, they reached on some guys. <laughs> One that I watch a lot, like ranked the draft classes, of every team from worst to best. And they had the lions at number one for the best. What? Yeah. I was shocked. That's that seems odd. They said just the plan that they have and the value they got for their picks, which Sewell was a home run. That's an A plus pick. Like no one really expected Sewell to be there at seven, so you had to take him. So what um did you come up with a letter grade for their draft overall in your own mm, opinion? I think when it initially ended, my first reaction was like B minus. Yeah. And now that I've thought about it more, I'm more on like the B plus side. Um, okay. You know, they did fill some needs. And then obviously with, you know, the, the release of carry on Johnson, the Jamar Jefferson pick makes more sense to me now. Um, I'm not really sure why they went back-to-back defensive tackle, but if those were the best guys they thought were available, I guess it makes sense because the Lions need help everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm leaning towards more of the B-plus range. Okay. Uh, And then I had a uh, follow-up question. In your opinion, which would you put – not saying, like, who's the best player, but – What's your favorite pick and what's your least favorite pick? Hmm. My favorite pick uh, is probably Sewell. Um, Melon Fonwu is another interesting one. Uh, I would say probably Sewell's what I thought was the best. Or like, I guess my favorite, my least favorite pick at the time was Jefferson. Okay. 
And, you know, it still might be that just because we're so deep at running back. I don't think we really need another running back. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, he's a consistent player and he's shown talent and he had a fourth round grade on him and they got him in the seventh. But I don't know. I just never thought that we would pick a running back. I thought we would go wide receiver earlier. Yeah. I, I thought didn't really wide like receiver. I thought Enrique pick at first, but. He's kind of grown on me. Yeah, I lo- I thought wide receiver and linebacker were going to happen earlier than they did, but and they didn't draft a safety at all, unless they moved Melon Vonleh to safety, hmm. and they need safety out bad. <laughs> but I mean, there's still free agency too, and they got lots of money. Money, money. But yeah, that's all I got. Unless you got more questions. Uh, nope, I think that kind of covers it. I mean, usually our uh, draft episodes aren't too uh, uh, detail-heavy. Yeah, so, the preview is a little more detailed than the, the wrap-up. Yeah, but no, it's good to review, good to talk about it, uh, good to kind of touch base. Uh, nothing, I think, is planned until, you know... Uh, if there's NFL preseason, I have not heard for sure if that's happening or, you know, when college football starts. So, you know, we got a few months out unless something like major happens, but I kind of doubt it. So oh, I have a question for you. Which Michigan player do you think is going to do the best in the NFL? Oh, which one do I think is going to do the best? It's got to be rookies. You can't just say Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um I'll give you mine. Um yeah, you can uh uh I'll start off by saying like the one that if if I could pick one and say, hey, let this one do the best, I'd go Nico Collins. But mm-hmm. uh let me look at them all again. Uh go ahead, tell me which one you think is gonna do I the best. I think Cam McGrone's gonna do the best. Okay. I think Last year was kind of a – obviously, it was a goofy season. They didn't have too much time to prepare. The whole the team as a whole was terrible. The coaching was worse. Like, you saw him in 2019. Like, he was a great player in 2019. Mm-hmm. I, I heard he was also battling injuries last year. So, you know, when he came out, had a great pro day. He's getting put on the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots are very good at using people's strengths and covering their weaknesses, mm-hmm. um, which is the exact opposite of what Matt Patricia was doing with the Lions. Um, and McGrown, just his athleticism, his speed, his uh, instincts, you know, his ability in coverage and as a tackler, I think he's he's going to flourish there at Michigan or at um, New England. And he's going to be there with um, Winovich. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's still hanging out there. Um, I am probably torn between Mayfield and Thomas. Okay. Um, I, I think Thomas is in a good system. Yeah, um, with the Niners. Yeah. And he's he's just good speed and great athleticism. So 
I think that it might uh, really benefit him with uh, going there. Mayfield, uh, uh, he's just always been a strong, solid player, so he could kind of go anywhere and uh, do all right. So I'm I'm kind of thinking, in my opinion, one of those two might have a more successful uh, bout with their team. So can we just say that Nordine's probably going to be the worst? Probably, but <clears throat> knowing how knowing how stupid things are going to be, uh, he could be the next Matt Prater and just like <laughs> <laughs> make his college career look stupid. Uh, it made me laugh when you said that uh, Ben Mason's going to play for the other Harbaugh because immediately what popped in my head is like, oh, the good one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, no, no comment right now. I don't, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, anything else? I think that's it. Rock. Yeah, so I guess you know, like you said, um, Lions preseason. Maybe the return to college football. Maybe we'll do an pre- a preview. Oh yeah, we'll we'll do. We don't have- did we do, we did a preview last year, didn't we? Yeah, we always do a preview. So I just don't know. I mean, we might wait until the preseason for the NFL to do it. If anything, yeah. uh, the latest it would be it would be two weeks before college football kicks off would be the latest. Rock. So. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. But if you guys missed the sound of our voice and or you need help sleeping at night and want to be put to sleep by our movie podcast check that out uh it's called rock video rental um we do a wide variety of things we do awesomely bad stuff um we just reviewed this week uh the empire strikes back so if you're a star wars fan check it out yeah that was Um, one of our better uh better episodes yeah and we also do some tv stuff we're gonna be doing the office next week so you guys are interested in that kind of stuff check it out um and then yeah we'll be back with this probably around preseason time so until then as always go blue go blue